Well, hello. God bless. Welcome back again. It is Wednesday night, and we are here again for another Wednesday Night Live. And as you hopefully see with the banner going across the bottom of the screen, you can see what this night is really all about. And actually, I'll just read it myself as it comes up here. We'd love the opportunity to pray with you and offer any biblical-based counseling, life advice um, as it relates to being life applicational. I am not the Bible answer man. There are many great other shows out there where they you know, get very theological. I am all about you know, applying the word of God to your life and the way that we live. So that's kind of why I'm doing this Wednesday night live thing. I see we've got Isaac with us again from Oregon. Hello, Isaac. I know we've got others of you out there. Uh, I think this banner might also say, um, if you get a chance to tell us where you're watching from or just say hello so that we know you're out there. Um, I do see that there are others out there, but I don't know who you are or where you are. So if you comment, I will know that. But uh, yeah, so life applicational, actually, you know, I don't have a whole lot on my mind, but as I'm talking about that right now and thinking about that, um, it is something that is very crucial. Okay, Becky, I see you out there from Gettysburg. Thanks for being here again with us. Um, it's very crucial, and this is why I do this as well, is... It's very crucial that you read the word of God. If you want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then you need, if you want to know about God, if you want to learn about God, it's written all within the pages of the Bible. And it's, and it's important that we, it is something that we do that we apply to our lives when we read it, that we don't become, as James talks about, you know, forgetful hearers you know, of the word, right? But we are doers of the work. We actually are living it out in our daily lives. And, um, and that, you know, that goes a lot deeper than what you may think. I mean, it's not just about, you know, going and serving at a homeless shelter, though, of course, that would be great. It's, you know, but there's so, there's so much more to living out the word of God in your daily life. It's something that you do in your home. It's something that you do in your familial relationships, in your marriage, in, you know, your relationships with the people that you work with and with your neighbors. That's what living the Christian life is really all about. You know, um, I just pulled up some scriptures here uh, that, that came to mind as I began talking, but um, Jesus in uh, Matthew chapter, what chapter was this here? Bear with me just one second. Chapter 12. Jesus in Matthew chapter 12, down in verse 34, he is speaking in this chapter to some Pharisees that were really challenging him. They were kind of the religious people of the day. They knew the law. Um, they were, 
you know, they didn't like Jesus at all. They didn't like what he was doing. They didn't like what he was preaching. They didn't like who he said he was as the son of God. So they were very much against him. And Jesus really didn't pull no punches with them. And I'm reading here in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He calls them a brood of vipers. A brood of vipers. Now, if you think about a viper, you know, they, they have those fangs in the front of their mouth where they inject venom into people. And Jesus goes on to say to them, when he calls them brood of vipers here, he says, how can you be an evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Jesus was kind of condemning them for what was in their heart. You know, um, they were they were a people that they kind of, you know, and if you read in Mark chapter seven, it talks about how they threw aside the God's commandments and they made the commandments of men and the traditions of men into doctrines. And they lived that rather than living out the word of God the Bible. And that's something that's so easy for people to do even today, right? Where you become about living your religion, living your denomination or whatever it may be. And you're not focused on actually applying the word of God to your daily life. And that's what Jesus calls them a brood of vipers here for, right? They, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. They were speaking evil things, okay? And they were more concerned with the outer purity rather than the purity of the heart. And that's what Jesus is concerned about with us is the purity of our heart, you know? He said that they... they they, they look clean, right? Um, but their inside, they look cleaned on the outside, but their insides were full of wickedness, Jesus told them, you know? And they tithed and they did stuff like that. Um, but Jesus accused them of not caring about the weightier matters, he called it, the more important matters, right? Like justice and love, you know, for God. You know, they overlooked these things. They were more concerned with the outward. So it's very important that you take and apply the word of God to your life. Like I said, I don't try to get on here. And even when I'm teaching, I don't try to be the Bible answer man and, and know, you know, bunch of stuff like, you know, I know the Bible, I read the Bible, I can talk about it with anybody, but what the Lord has called me to do is to exhort people and encourage people to uh, read the scriptures and then live them out. And something that I have here on my desk, and I'll show it to you. Actually, let me get where I can actually see the camera so that I know I'm actually showing this or see what the camera's seeing. But this was something that early on in my Christian life, like back in 1986, I got one of these. This one actually belongs to my wife. But I got one of these and I started reading and it's called the Christian Life New Testament. So it's the actual New Testament. But it says with master outlines. Hopefully that's not flipped where it's backwards on your side. It looks right to me. But anyway, so it says with master outlines and what that ha what this little Bible has in it, and it's in the King James Version of the Bible, uh, which I don't make a big deal about, you know, as far as which version you read. This one just, this master outline one, it's published by Thomas Nelson 
Um, but what it has in it is you can read certain scriptures and it has like a, a master plan in it. It takes you to one scripture and then it tells you, okay, now go read this one. And then it says, now go read this one. And it kind of ties it all together. What, you know, different topics are about. And it's actually very small writing. When I was young, it wasn't. <laughs> it was pretty big writing when I was young. Um, so, you know, like uh, the, uh, the outlines that are in it are the Bible, the word of God. So you would go and you'd find the scriptures on that. And then it will lead you it'll, it will lead you from one scripture to the next scripture to the next scripture. The next subject is God, then Jesus Christ, the Son of God, then the Holy Spirit, then sin and judgments, rewards. So anyway, it goes through all these and there's about 15 outlines in here that you can read and it'll take you from one scripture to the next scripture on that topic. And it, it builds a foundation in your life of the Word of God, which then becomes something that you can actually live out in your daily life. So you begin to read the word of God, you begin to hide it in your heart. You know, David, uh, you've heard me quote this before. But King David said from the abundance of, or no, King David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So Again, it's not about living a life that's holier than thou. It's not about like you can do everything perfect. You're never going to trip. You're never going to stumble. It's about just having a desire in your heart to take the word of God and actually live it out and apply it in your life. And what do you do? We grow in that and we continue to grow over the years. You know, I, I, I talk about how, you know, it was 1986 when I surrendered my life to, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, but I've tripped, I've stumbled, I've failed all along the way. And, you know, we just continue to grow. We continue to get up and we do all of this by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We just press on in the Lord. But what I'm pointing out to you tonight is that you should have like a master plan in your life where you're hiding the word of God in your heart because then like Jesus, you know, accused these um Pharisees of here from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, that will begin to happen in our lives on the flip side as well. We'll begin to see that uh, from the abundance of what's in our heart of the word of God, we're growing in the knowledge of him. We're hiding the word of God in our hearts. We begin to grow and we continue to grow and we continue to grow all the way till the end where we'll say like the apostle Paul, I have not arrived He's not, he knew that he didn't arrive, but he pressed on. He pressed on in the faith, and that's what we need to do. Um, hello to my brother who also joined us from Gettysburg and my sister. Wow, it's a family affair. Um, from uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Hello, Pam. So I've got a sister-in-law on here, a brother, a sister and a brother in Christ over there, Isaac in Oregon, and a couple other, a few others of you out there that are hiding and not telling me who you are. But anyway, so we were going to look at, you know, kind of with these things in mind, um, kind of ties right in, I guess, maybe, we'll see. I want to look at 1 John chapter 5. Now, let me say this. I'm kind of just filling airspace as I'm talking because I'm kind of hopeful that maybe you'll talk. You know, that's kind of the idea of this too. Like maybe you'll chat, maybe you'll, you know, throw something in here. 
bring something up, you know, and um, or something that you might want us to pray about. Again, like the banner says going across the bottom. Uh, I think it's still going across the bottom. Um, you know, we'd like to pray for you or pray for someone you know. If you'd like to bring someone up in prayer, we can all agree in prayer for others as well. But in the meantime, rather than just sitting here, I'm going to read the Word of God. Can't go wrong doing that. So I'm at 1 John chapter 5. And it says, and if you want to, if you have a Bible and you want to follow along, that's great. I encourage you to do that. I also encourage you and exhort you to check every Bible teacher to check every pastor that you listen to in what they say. Um, why are you laughing? My wife's laughing. So yeah, Isaac says on here that he just went ahead and ordered that book. Man, I should have put like an affiliate link in there or something. Right? <laughs> I want to try something here. Um, I've never done this before, so bear with me. I want to see how this works. I'm still learning a lot of this stuff on this software program that I'm kind of growing in here. Let me see something. Boom. There it is. Can you actually read that? Just ordered a copy. Wow, I guess because it's so long, I have to. Well, see, I guess I don't know too much because I don't know how to make it bigger. But anyway, you can see part of what Isaac said here. Kind of cool. Just ordered a copy of the Christian Life Master Outline. It was a version in the New King James, though. Awesome. Cool. Now, how do I get that off of there? <laughs> I never tried that before, and it works. So there you go. That's cool. I didn't know that I was being a salesman tonight um, for, for it, but praise God. So I'll go ahead and read, and I'll keep looking at the comments here. But 1 John chapter 5, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. So here we see kind of what we're talking about tonight and why I'm exhorting you and encouraging you and exhorting and encouraging myself to hide the word of God in your heart, to learn it, to know it, to, to understand what true Christianity is, to understand what it really means to know the Lord, to love the Lord, right? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop and read this comment here. And it's a long comment, so I won't try to put it on the screen because I haven't figured out how to make it all fit on the screen like that. But Kevin says, my buddy Dave Wells is having a triple bypass surgery on Friday mornings. Needs prayers, please. And there is no time like the present when it comes to prayer. So let us pray for Dave. Lord God in heaven, we come before you this evening, Lord. We thank you for this means of fellowship right here that we can have, Lord. Though all of us are separated by miles here tonight, Lord, we are not separated when it comes to the working of your spirit and the moving of your spirit who indwells us. And we thank you, Lord, that you have not left us comfortless. You have not left us alone. You have given us of your spirit who indwells us. So we come together in that unity and in the bond of the spirit, the Holy Spirit. And we lift up Dave Wells to you tonight, Lord. 
And we pray for the surgeon's hands, Lord. We thank you for the gifts that people have on this earth, Lord. I mean, it's amazing what you have given to people here on this earth, that they can do things like this. We pray for the surgeon's hands, for their skill, Lord, that they would that this would go well, Lord, and we pray for Dave. We pray for his mind as he prepares for this, Lord, that he would be at peace and that his wife would be at peace as well in her own heart, Lord, and that they would just surrender this to you, Lord, and whether they do or not, we bring them before you tonight. We bring Dave before you in this circumstance, in this situation. And we ask that above all, your will be done, Lord. But again, just that it would go well for Dave and Lord, that we would hear of good results, Lord. Good results as we see them on this side of heaven, Lord. That he would be well, that it'd be well with his body, Lord. And that he'd you know, get back to, to good health. But again, we thank you that this is able to be fixed and we pray that it will. And we pray this in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Kevin, um, for, for bringing that up. So I'll kind of go ahead and continue to fill space, continue to chime in, those of you that are out there, if there's anything we can pray for you about or help you with. So, for this is the love of God, verse three of 1 John 5 says, that we keep his commandments. That's what it means to love God. Someone can say they love God, but if they don't keep the commandments, then they're showing that they really don't love God because the Bible here is telling us that this is the definition of what it is to love God. It is that we keep his commandments. And it says his commandments are not Burden, burdensome, okay? And that's a thing that in some cases, and I'm kind of going to go out on a limb and say something here, but I think that the devil has made such a thing of religion and made a life in Christ seem so complicated and so hard that it keeps people from truly coming to the Lord and surrendering their lives to him. When Jesus said the direct opposite, he said his yoke is easy. He said his burden is light, right? It's not burdensome to keep the commandments of the Lord. It's not burdensome to walk in the Lord. It's, it's matter of fact, it's just casting, you know, Peter says, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. It's actually releasing all of your burdens to serve the Lord and to love the Lord and to love the Lord is to keep his commandments because when you keep his commandments, then you find a peace, you find a rest in your soul, you know, and it's, it's quite the opposite though in the world, you know, when we're trying to keep the commandments of the world or keep up with the Joneses or do what the world's doing, it brings stress, it brings, you know, all kinds of um, heaviness to our lives and brings us burdens. Coming to the Lord is the direct opposite of that. And loving God and keeping his commandments sets you free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. So that's what Jesus brings. He brings us a spiritual freedom, an inward freedom. Again, that's why he was about the inward and not the outward. And that's why he had so much struggle with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees had so much struggle with him because they were all about the outward. 
They were all about the keeping up with the Joneses. They were all about what they looked like on the outside, how they appeared to others, how religious they were, and all of that kind of stuff, right? But that's not what it is in the Lord. It's, it's, his, it's light. It's easy coming to the Lord. Now, you've heard me say before, and I have said this, you know, that it's not easy. Well, the way that it's not easy is that people around you aren't going to understand why you live the way that you live, you know, and, and the scripture tells us to always be ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope that lies within you, right? So there's a hope within us and people can see that when we're resting in the Lord and when we're trusting in the Lord. Doesn't mean that around us there's not chaos. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be problems and things that could be burdens. It just means that we're not going to take them on. It just means we're going to say, no, I have a Lord. I have a king. You know, I have someone that I obey and I take his word to heart. And then it gets hidden in my heart and from the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks it and I begin to live it out. Okay. And verse four says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. So look at that. It says our faith. So that's the victory. Make sure there's no more comments here. Oh yeah, there is. I want to finish up here real quick. This thought, um, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith is the victory that has overcome the world. Again, you've heard me say this before, not me. I'm not the, I've said this, yes, but the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, and we're, we're trusting in the Lord. So let me read this here. Um, Becky says, I would like you to pray for my niece, Michelle, as she is fighting for her life. Yes, uh, Kevin told me about that, um, that... Uh, I believe it was cancer, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Um, but yeah, let's, let's lift up Michelle as well. Lord God, you know Michelle, Lord. You know all, you see all, Lord. And Lord, we just lift her before your throne of grace as well. And we thank you that you have a throne of grace, that your word says that we can come to in a time of need. And Lord, we come, you know, even as she doesn't even know it right now, Lord, we come with Michelle's lead, uh, need, excuse me, and we come with Michelle's burden and what she's going through, Lord. And Lord, again, we pray, I pray for Michelle's heart most of all, Lord, because that's what you're most concerned about, Lord. And, and we pray for her heart, her innermost being, Lord, that even during this difficult time, Lord, it would cause her to turn her eyes upon you and, and to fix her eyes upon you as the author and the finisher of her faith, Lord, that she would trust in you, Lord that she would lean on you, Lord, and that she would cry out to you even in the midst of where she is at in this sickness, this illness, Lord. But Lord, of course, from the human side, from this side of heaven again, Lord, we desire to see her well. We, we desire that to see all people well, Lord, but we know that we have tribulation in this world. But Lord, we pray again for her heart, Lord, that you would comfort her, Lord. You, your word says that you are the God of all comfort. 
who comforts us in all of our trials. So we pray for her as she goes through this. We pray for Michelle, Lord, that you would comfort her, that you would be her strength. Again, Lord, I just pray that she would turn her eyes upon you and fix her eyes on you and call out to you, Lord, during this time. And we thank you again for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Becky, for bringing that up. So yeah, here we talk about faith, right? Even praying, you know, like scriptures, the first four says that this is the victory that overcomes the world. Care for, excuse me, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Okay, we're, we're moving through this life by faith if we're trusting in the Lord. Okay, and that's where he wants us. It, without faith, it, the scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But that, there's a key right there in those scriptures as well. We need to be people that are diligently seeking the Lord, making that something that we do in our lives. Again, not in a burden, burden some way. I don't know why that word is so hard for me to say tonight, but not, in, not something that's a burden to us. We're resting in him. We're letting go. It's not about, you know, oh, I've got to keep, you know, up with the traditions of men. I got to keep up with this religion. I got to keep up with that. No, I got to cross all the T's, dot all the I's. No, we're giving up. We're surrendering to the Lord. And we do this by faith and we trust in the Lord. And verse five goes on to say, um, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So God has made Jesus Lord of all. The only begotten son of God, he is Lord, and we are to believe in him. Like you've heard me say before, like the scripture says, there's no other name given under heaven whereby we can be saved. And Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So everything we do is through faith in Jesus Christ, and that's how we overcome this world. And the day is coming for all of us when this world will be gone, as we, we now know it. I mean, for us, we're going to pass on. We're going to, like we talked about last Wednesday night, right? We're in the boat with Jesus and we're going to the other side. And we just need to have the faith that he's going to get us there. He's gonna get us to the other side like we talked about. So anyway, so he who overcomes the world, but he, or who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God, okay? So that's what trusting is in the Lord is, right? Again, like the scriptures there we read earlier, by this we know that we, that we love, that we love the children of God when we love God and we obey his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, okay? And then I wanna read to you from Galatians here, Galatians chapter six, verse seven through nine says this. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever one sows, that will he also reap. So speaking again to um, being obedient to the commands of the Lord. 
being an actual servant, a subject to the king. He is the king and we are his subjects, right? And it says, for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. So if we're spending time in our lives so focused on fleshly things, so focused on earthly things, the carnal things, being carnally minded and not spiritually minded, we end up having all of that burden upon us and we'll reap the corruption of living such a life. Right? But it says, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So this is talking about a present day thing that we can do, right? Sow to the Spirit. In other words, think about spiritual things, right? We know the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love and joy and peace and patience and all of those things, right? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, temperance. We know about all these things. These are spiritual things, right? We begin to apply these things in our lives, right? We become spiritually minded. Scripture says we become spiritually minded. We do not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? So we don't become selfish. So it's all a matter of what are you sowing to today? What are we sowing to on, you know, in other words, what are we planting when using the word sowing there, right? What, the seeds, what are, what are we planting right, in our lives today and in our hearts. Again, are we seeking after all the things of the world, those things that bring chaos and steal our joy and steal our peace? Remember, there's a God of this age who wants to blind people's eyes, the scripture says, from knowing the gospel, right? And it says that Jesus said of him that he comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. So he wants to take away from you. He wants to take your joy away. But God, when we focus on the Lord, he wants us to have peace. Okay. And uh, just reading, finishing out these verses here. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And that's a big if there, right? We have to press on. We have to keep going, pressing on in the faith. So look, we've been going about 31 minutes here. And I try to keep these things fairly short. So I'm going to leave you with that tonight. Um, as I often do, I'm kind of going to linger just in case there are more comments or any questions you want to ask about what we've talked about, about living the Christian life, or just once again, I'll tell you that you can reach out to us, um, you know, in the comments here on YouTube or on Facebook. I believe I'm, I try, I'm trying to stream live on both of them. Oh yeah, that's right. I see that you know, some of you are on Facebook and some of you are on YouTube, so it's working both ways. But yeah, you can um, reach out. We'd love to pray for you, answer any questions. You can email me directly, dave at aloveoutreach.com. Um, you can go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, and fill out our contact form there, and we'll answer any questions that you may have. But... Um, so now we'll talk about that maybe next week. I gotta, yeah. So thanks, Becky. Good night. Um, good night, Kevin, Pam, 
and the others of you that are out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I am going to go ahead and throw this up um, in audio format on the various podcast platforms that are out there. So I know some of you, many of you, the majority of you are listening via audio. So God bless. Kevin, thank you. Have a great night. Isaac, thanks for joining. Pam, again, thank you. And we will see you all. We plan on, Lord willing, if the Lord tarries, we plan on being back again next Wednesday to do this again. So we'll see you. God bless.